And welcome back to another episode of Geeks and Terrence. It's me, Joe. We're talking about Ahsoka episode 3, right? Yeah, yeah, because... Uh, it threw me off because I was like, <laughs> the first two episodes were already released last week. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, it's going to be a short one because there's really not much to talk about. There's a lot of things we can craft around it, though. Uh, but essentially, Ahsoka is essentially teaching... Uh, Sabine. Sabine. I don't know, I almost forgot her name. Uh, more about the Force, and a more and and reintroduces us in a way that something that we all know about the Force, and just pretty much says like, "Hey, this is the Force, guys, relax, okay." Something that we talked about earlier, you know, when it comes to um, what the Force kind of was, and then how it was changed, and how that changed kind of like you know, bothered a lot of people. Uh yeah. Um. Because uh, we definitely are in sort of more like a spiritual kind of thing. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, Sabini's uh, obviously struggling with being able to use the Force. Like, she can't use it. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like one of those things of like, Ahsoka is like, oh, but, you know, everything, mm-hmm. you know, has the Force around them, you know, that mm-hmm. sort of thing. And it's like, well, then how come no one, how come everybody doesn't use it then? Yeah. And so instead of saying like the thing we all know about like, Midichlorians. It's like no, 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 no. It's just like some people are more adept at it. Some people just need a little more time to, you know, get ready to come out. While others are more like, yeah, they might not be able to catch it. Yeah, it's very much a lot of uh, some inherent talent, mm-hmm. but for the most part, it's a lot of mental discipline and training to even harness the force and stuff. It's, it's what we've all thought the force was before the introduction of Midichlorians, right? And this is not us trying to harp on the idea of midichlorians. It's more of in un, helping us understand as to why, you know, some people are are able to use the force while others aren't, right? Because the midichlorians was a was a very understandable way of like it's a more scientific way of explaining how when you find someone with, you know, force abilities, right? Yeah, like it. It kind of like made it sort of like, oh, certain people, if they have the high enough midichlorians, are able to, you know, harness the force and sort of thing. Yeah. And uh, I feel like... um, with, Because and, ideally, Anakin wouldn't be able to use the, you know, the force. He was still in Tatooine as a slave. Yeah, like, obviously, like, even if he had high midichlorians, you know, if... The Jedi never found him. Mm-hmm. He would have still be a slave on Tatooine, not having force powers, right? Yeah, it, it is kind of one of those things of like, oh yes, you know, like you need to have training and talent, and you know all this to stuff. let it to have it come out. Yeah, like it just doesn't. Yeah, midichlorians are more of like a way for us to see to know if someone has you know that innate talent, mm-hmm. right? And I, that's, I guess that's what it was, because for a lot of people, that's what it's always kind of been. For some people, it's like, eh, I still don't like the sound of it. Because it's, again, playing science, something scientific that was something that would be more spiritual. Because mm. that's kind of like the the thing that, you know, Ahsoka's saying. Like, it's just it's saying in more of a spiritual sense. Like, some people have it, some people don't. All it takes is training. Mm-hmm. That's really what it is. Uh, but yeah, no, Sabine herself is, like, having a hard time training because she, she was born a Mandalorian. <laughs> Which I didn't know that, like, that, I mean, I know in the lore of Star Wars, obviously, uh, the whole Darksaber thing is based on a Mandalorian who became a Jedi and made the Darksaber. Yeah. 
you know, I know that's a huge part of the lore, but I didn't really expect it to be just, oh yeah, Mandalorians uh, aren't, you know, mm. it's very it's very rare for them to ever become Force-sensitive and be Jedis. Yeah, because, like, you know, it's one of those things where, like, going further, like, into, like, what lore is and, like, what is you to assume is that the Mandalorians are essentially more of a... They're not spiritual, I guess. Or they are, but not in that sense. Right? Like, they they focus on, on you know, weaponry, on machinery, all that stuff that we kind of, like, assume or already know of Mandalorians to have, right? While the Jedi are more mystical in a sense, the, you know, the, we said it before, like, the, the idea that they're wizards. Yeah. Yeah, so they, 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 they focus on a lot of stuff. It's like, that's why the Jedi are, you know, the way they are, and the Mandalorians are the way they are. That's why I think a Mandalorian would be very difficult to have, you know, learn that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's just it's a lot of uh, differentiating cultures, especially what we know of, uh, you know, like, the Mandos in, you know, in the Mandalorian, right? Yeah. Uh, his whole sect are very old school. Like, heck, even Bo-Katan and them are like, that's a very... Like, yeah. Old school way of thinking in terms of Mandalorians and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know? So, yeah, I, I do see how, like, just in general, how a lot of Mandalorians sort of have this sort of, like, what is this nonsense? This magical nonsense? I, 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 don't, I don't care for it. Yeah. It it doesn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. I res- I respect it, but I don't like it. Kind of shit. Yeah, yeah, in a way. <laughs> no, yeah, and so like that's kind of like the explanation as to why you know Sabine has a hard time, because she is just very much like of like reaction of like if I don't see it, I don't see it, you know, kind of stuff. Hence why they had to do the the classic, uh, you know, put the visor down, kind of shit. Yeah, and obviously, you know, classic complex. Like, how am I supposed to fight if I can't even see? Like, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's all about trusting uh, your senses and your instincts and stuff. Yeah. You know, and it's like, ah, that's, 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 that's pretty, that's a neat way. That's a neat way, yeah. Um, obviously, that's the side A story, you know, the, the expanding relationship between uh, Ahsoka and Sabine, which is, I feel like, is the main point of the story within their relationship. But in a more interesting aspect, not saying it's not interesting, but like, in another interesting side is Hera's story, where she's trying to get people to hey like, hey Thrawn's coming back guys, we gotta get the team back together. Uh yeah, convincing the uh, the New Republic to mm-hmm. send uh, a fleet to help out. Yeah. You know, uh, Ahsoka in them, and uh, we see a little bit of a pull, you know, the politics that would go around, right? Yeah, because. It's not Star Wars without some level of politics, but also, and we've talked about this before, and the thing that makes kind of like this story, you know, this time period of this story make it so interesting is that this is a point where it's after the war, and it's reconstruction, right? It's the reconstruction of a government. How do you do that? What's, uh, what challenges are there going to be? And the challenges are is that, you know, should we put our resources into, I wouldn't say exterminate, but to, like, you know, get rid of any insurgents? 
Yeah, like finish off the rest of the Imperial remnants, right? Exactly. Or do we focus our time on rebuilding, mm-hmm. right? That's kind of like the, the core of the issue. Now, granted, whether or not you feel that's what's being told is up to you, right? Because essentially Hera is saying, like, you know, we want to, you know, go after these guys, you're up to something. And if what we think is right, this could mean the return of Thrawn, who, again, is like the big bad lead. Right? Yeah, he's a very, he's a big threat, and that's sort of Hera's deal of, like, Hey, listen, these guys might be trying to bring Thrawn back. And everybody here, everybody there is kind of just like, Thrawn, but he's supposed to be dead, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. No, he's probably still alive. Mm-hmm. You know, he might be still alive. That's what we need to figure out. We need to essentially, like, stop a huge potential invasion and, like, war from breaking out before it actually happens. Mm-hmm. Kind of thing. Hera is very, um, and that's her whole argument of like we need to prevent a war from re- starting by stopping these guys from trying to find Thrawn, even if he's not like out there. Mm. And most of the council are just kind, of, uh, most of the uh, senators and stuff are just like, eh, I don't know. That's uh, I mean, for the I, I don't, we don't have any strong evidence of Thrawn even being back. Mm. We could be using all these other resources for other stuff. And, heck, we are, you know, are you sure this isn't just, like, a weird project to just see whether or not uh, Ezra is still out there, you know? Yeah, because, like, that, that's what the, that, and that's, like, the main argument that one of the senators has on Hera, is, like, are you sure you're, this isn't, like, you, like, you know, being reactive to the fact that, hey, there might be a chance that your friend is alive, mm-hmm. who, like, maybe dead, too, is, like, you don't know that. Shut up. <laughs> and it's like, understandable, Hedder. I understand where you're coming from, but that's probably not the best way to respond. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's and heck, even the whole thing of like, hey, we got attacked by Imperial loyalists that were mm-hmm. still loyal to the Empire and stuff, you know. And, mm-hmm. and one of the senators is like, oh, but we have we have a bunch of people who were former Empire people, but they signed a loyalty thing, you know. Like, there's no way that could possibly happen. It's like, well, it happened. I don't know how to... Uh, apparently, that's not enough. It's I definitely know, not enough. I, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 depending on how you feel about the the way the train politics in this one, well, I feel like it makes sense as to why they're having these issues. Um, some of the way the characters... Specifically, the senators are written. It's meant to be very, like, just antagonistic and nothing else. It's more... I, a little bit of that, but I also feel it's more of just, like, kind of... Like weirdly apathetic, like ah, oh, you know, eh, whatever. Oh, okay, okay, I see what you're going with. Yeah, like like a slap on the wrist kind of thing. It's something like that, you know, just like mm-hmm. eh, you know, like that's that's just that doesn't seem likely. Everything's working perfectly fine. I have no idea why why we're having these issues here. Mm-hmm. None whatsoever. None whatsoever. Uh, but you know, I I do think it's interesting that. There's a line that that really caught my attention, and it was from Hera, right? And it was the question of whether or not one of the senators has ever been in war, right? It was like, have you been in war, or you were just waiting on to see who came out on top? Which indicates, like, okay, are you with these guys, or are you just in it for yourself, Mm -hmm. right? 
Which is the real, which oftentimes is a question that I would, you have to think about when it comes to the transfer of power, right? Within these world governments. Do they involve themselves? Or do they, you know, stay, stay, you know, on the side and wait till it, wait till it's all over? I mean, you know, I guess in terms of real world stuff, I mean, you had Switzerland who was notoriously uh, neutral on almost a- everything. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure uh, during the Second World War, they'll just shoot anybody out of the sky that got close into the air range. It's like, hey, none of this. Don't, don't, don't bring your nonsense over here. We're don't, neutral in this don't situation. Don't bring your Nazis in. Nazis <laughs> out here. Don't bring your American imperialism in here. <laughs> All that kind of stuff. Yeah, so, I mean, that's definitely, I guess, a counterpoint of, like, just, oh, we wanted to remain neutral because, I mean, we didn't have a stake in this fight to begin with kind yeah. of thing. Or whatever, but he doesn't really say that at all. No, he just kind of just says like, "Yeah, I didn't." We, you know, he doesn't even like respond much to the accusation. Like, we're just waiting on the sidelines, see who yeah. comes out on top. And he's just like, "I mean, I don't know. <laughs> you're not wrong on that, Hera." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, honestly, I kind of want to see where more of that story goes because I'm very, as I said before, I am very interested in see like the politics of like how, you know. The, the, the New Republic was forming kind of stuff, right? Because, like, that would lead to a lot of, like, conflicts, right? A lot of changing of, of ways of life. Yeah, and we, and for the most part, we do see, I mean, it seems like it's a running trend. I mean, heck, uh, in Season 3 of Mandalorian, um, mm-hmm. there's the whole, like, X-Wing, like, dude who's working for the New Republic and stuff, having to, like, sort of use Mando... Yeah. As a way to like, like to get stuff that he can't do. Yeah, he has to find a way to work around the law. Yeah, he has to work around all so the much bureaucracy. Paperwork. Yeah. yeah, because there's so much paperwork and there's so much stuff going around that like, would that you know they probably wouldn't even have time for. Mm-hmm. That's the whole point of like uh, that one guy who's an SNL whose name I forget. <laughs> the the guy who the bureau the bureaucracy guy. Okay, yeah, yeah, I think I remember. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. No, but like, so like he like the whole point of him, his his thing was that, you know, we had to put more, you know, our attention on more bigger stuff, stuff that's like in the rim, not on the outer rim of space, and obviously like, hey, you know, we can't be doing that because like the chances are, you know, there's there's probably there's still probably there, and it's pretty almost lawless. They need people like us there. And it's like, fair enough. But paperwork and bureaucracy. Mm-hmm. Hence why you they would get, you know, someone like Mando and his and his group of people to be doing stuff for them, right? Mm-hmm. So that way they at least feel somewhat safe. So it's like I said, it's I'm I'm very interested in that aspect and to like how much, you know, politics are are involved in that stuff. Because, like in any form of like big change to history, there's always a lot of resistance and there's always a lot of problems that come with it. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, that definitely. Yeah, and like, sense. well, that's as much as I'm saying. But like to to go back to the to what the what's going on with uh, with that, it's something I found funny that you did you didn't know because you never watched uh, Rebels. No, I did not. I, I I watched a little bit of Rebels, so I know a little bit of what happened, especially towards the end. You were caught off guard by the fact that Hera has a kid with uh, some guy. Well, I knew. I mean, in the in the first two episodes, they do mention that yeah, Hera is a mom. Yeah. 
I mean, obviously we're making jokes about it in the last uh, review of uh, she being her. Not only was she team mom, she actually became a mom. You yeah. Know? Um, but in my brain, you know, um, I didn't expect the kid to just look like a regular kid. <laughs> but he has green hair because her mom is green skinned. Yeah, and uh, you know, it was. Uh, I think I had uh, asked you after I finished watching the episode, just like. So, does this, like, so, I'm guessing, like, interspecies, like, I mean, you know, interspecies romance stuff, obviously, you know, it happens in Very sci-fi universe, stuff, you know, it happens in any sci-fi setting, right? Um, it's the, you know, it's like, oh, so, like, not only can they have kids together, but they don't look like any <laughs> weird, like, hi- cross-hybrid kind of thing? Yeah. Or, 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 no, it's just, no, it looks like a regular kid. You know, I guess with green hair, which is, I guess, makes sense. If he had green skin and looked, what, I'll be like, okay, that, that's fair. Yeah. You know, with, like, human hair or whatever, all right. Mm-hmm. But no, just, like, a regular-looking kid. I'm like, oh, okay, wow. Who happened, he's still going through, who just started his emo phase. I'm, I'm just like, <laughs> I, I was thinking, I'm like, oh, wait, is that what they meant? Was she, the, did she adopt a kid? Is that is that what happened? Like, oh, no, no, that's straight-up flesh-and-blood stuff. Yeah. You know, that's okay, all mm-hmm. right. That that sure. I guess that works. I mean it's Star Wars. I'm I mean yeah, we, we have space yeah. wizards and like ma- you know, like laser swords and stuff, so yeah, uh, don't don't think about it. Yeah, I, I yeah, you know. I guess I you know, I guess it makes sense. Mm-hmm. I mean heck I mean like I said earlier, in any other like sci fi setting, like yeah, there's like a bunch of interspecies stuff and it's like, wait, shouldn't that's not possible. How how is how is Goku a Saiyan? Like ha- having kids and stuff. How is Superman a Kryptonian? Yeah, yeah. Having <laughs> how does he have kids? That, that that doesn't make any sense. Shut up! It's 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 it's, it's fiction, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like this stuff is allowed to happen, and yeah, you know, it's like all right, yep, fair, yep. Fair. But wouldn't he have a different form? Shut up. Yeah, you know, it's just one of those things. <laughs> I just thought it was really funny that you didn't that like it just caught you off guard. Or well, I mean, you know, it's just again, I'm just like, all right, that's an interesting. Yeah, bit of knowledge that I that I guess I should have assumed might happen in the Star Wars universe, but it's like, oh, okay, I guess that's that's weird confirmation, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but to, to to bring it all in, uh, they eventually find the station with Morgan and the other two uh, Jedi's or uh, Sith, I guess that's what they are. Mm-hmm. And you know, big space battle. That's eventually the last few minutes of the episode, and uh, now stuck on a planet. <laughs> Well, not only are you stuck on a planet, uh, you got you got some space whale stuff going on. Space whale. Yeah, it's in the pur- purat. Yeah. Purgit. I, yeah. I, I don't know how to pronounce some it. Some weird word. Yeah, but basically, obviously, you know, the whole plan. I think we mentioned it in the last episode. Yeah. Is that it's seemingly they're creating this? I didn't know there's actually a term for it—a hyperspace, like, like ring or something. Yeah. Of just being so strong that it can like shoot across galaxies because obviously yeah. Thrawn is in a different galaxy mm-hmm. so that's their way of bringing him back mm-hmm. yeah that's basically it it's just uh, so it feels like we're at the certain point I still have not checked out how many episodes there are but uh, man I'm really hoping this is not the middle end, the middle of the episode we have the se- you know the season yeah like we haven't reached halfway point <laughs> yeah because if it's six we're already halfway and I'm already not feeling okay about it if that's the case Mm-hmm. But we're at the wait and see. Uh, 
But yeah, no, this is gonna be on one of our more shorter episodes. I feel because there's not much really to talk about. I mean, heck, it, it, it makes sense too because this episode was like about more like at least thirty minutes long, when yeah. the other two episodes were like I think episode one was like at least fifty, episode mm-hmm. two was forty-five. Yeah, it was definitely. Uh, so was, yeah, it is kind of like interesting on the short side of things. Yeah. So, I mean. It's interesting. Um, so it, it definitely shows that I think the other episodes could be as long or as short as this one. Yeah. Or, or I, well, I mean to say it's as long or even longer than this one because yeah. I don't know how they would, why they would make a 20-minute episode. That doesn't make any sense to me. No. Um, but there's still, still, still so much to cover. And again, uh, we're getting bits and pieces of, stuff, of world building that like makes me more interested in what's going on. Like I said, the whole uh, what what's going on with the with with the with the politics, right? Who's who's in charge? What's going on? Who's who's like you know letting shit slide, kind of stuff, right? Like we said, so it's it's very interesting just for me to see how far like they're willing to go with this. I don't think they're gonna go too far because like you know that's not what ideally we're we're here for. We're here to find out what was thrown or Ezra is alive. Hopefully both. Hopefully one of them is not the other. And like, you know, bring it around. But you know, they they leave a little stuff for here for us here and there that makes us go like, oh, now that's interesting kind of stuff, right? And I I mean that's about much as I got to say. But like, I I I'm really excited to see where Ahsoka goes. It's probably one of the more better, like Star Wars shows. Shows it's not the best. I think it's not it's not like season one Mandalorian or, um. And or we're like we're getting a lot of crazy stuff, but like it's it's up there. It's getting up there. I would say depending on how far we go. Hopefully it's not six episodes. If it is, ooh, it's gonna hurt us real bad. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, yeah, I I would agree with that sort of sentiment. Like, yeah, like I it'd be neat. Like at least in terms of where I feel like the show might be trending. Yeah, like it might not be Andor's levels of good, but I feel like it's probably on course to being pretty solid for for a Star Wars show for the most part, you know, mm-hmm. which I feel like, you know, obviously a lot of people have opinions on, like, the various other Star Wars shows, but, you know, for the most part, like, Andor is, like, definitely up there, mm-hmm. you know, and this is like, wow, this is new, this is different, this is, you know, like, interesting, all that stuff, mm-hmm. uh, and obviously Ahsoka kind of leans into being more into that sort of level of fan servicey of like, hey, you know, it's these characters that we've seen in animation, but now in live action and doing interesting stuff and having all this, inter- you know, this thing. I feel like fan service is probably the wrong word to use. Mm. It's more like a, a different like. Now we're seeing them in live action because we can we have the ability to do this in live action, right? Yeah, and I guess it's also just like seeing them, kind of grow more. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, like I guess. Some could argue that this is basically like a little extra, like conclusion for the Rebels show, right? You know. Oh no, I agree. I totally agree. Uh, I can totally agree with that with that thought process because like it very much feels like this is the epi- this is like the uh, epilogue to epilogue adventure to the Rebels. Yeah. It, we're just missing like one key person, and that was Zeb, who we also in Mandalorian season three. But yeah, no, it, I feel like it's it's one of those where I feel that 
it, it does feel like it's expanding on the the world of Star Wars more than like some of the other like uh well no I wouldn't say some of the others but like it's it's expanding more on storylines that we left behind and stuff that we like you want to see again that kind of stuff it's it's it feels like a natural progression I guess that is what I'm trying to say mm-hmm. right because uh, I'm not saying that Rebels ended in a Rebels ended in an open book kind of thing and now we're continuing that story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, some other shows are like, we're going to stick on our side. We'll cross over every once in a while. But we're going to stick to our side. Here's like, all right, we're continuing that plot line. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, guys, this will be the end of the episode. Be sure to follow us all on our social media, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. I think it's interesting. We're most active on Instagram. We'll find a link to you to all the podcasts. We're officially part of like Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, all that kind of likes. And you'll find a link tree, link tree to our YouTube, where you can find a face of the voice, comment, like, subscribe, all that good stuff. And we have Patreon for any form of support. And yeah, that's uh, Ahsoka episode three. Hope to see more. Yeah, I'm, I'm also excited to see where, uh, what other stuff we're gonna be showing in the show. Yeah, so, yeah. Anyways, we meet your boy, you See me, Joe. You guys have a good one. Peace.